Well, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It PC. I am your host, Lucas Drake. This is Season 2, Episode 19. I am joined by three lovely hosts, Patrick Fergus, Liam Tompkins, and Cole Dickinson. I have no fun clue what we're talking about this episode, except for the NBA Finals. So you just started off with that. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> always, the, always the professional, Lucas Drake. Uh, yeah, we're going to start with the NBA Finals uh, because as uh, – Mm, uh, all of us predicted, I'm pretty sure, and uh, most of the media and most of the basketball-loving world predicted the Denver Nuggets handily, soundly, and pretty comfortably uh, defeated the Miami Heat in five games. The good old gentleman sweep. Of course, Nikola Jokic wins finals MVP, his first. He also wins his first championship. Um, well, I mean, what do you guys want to start on this? you want to start with Jokic, uh, the Heat? I you mean, know, what, what, I think I, everybody's already given Jokic his credit. So, like, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Michael Porter Jr. He didn't have a great series throughout the entire, like, five games. But the amount, like, he really stepped it up in this last game. Um, they wouldn't have been able to win without him, I think. He was not even his three-point shooting, but he was just getting in there, making some miraculous finishes. His ball handling looked amazing in that last game. Um, not necessarily the other four games, but in that fifth game, um, I really think he was the unsung hero. That's really all I have to say about that, though. A pretty boring series overall. Yeah, I just, I just want to give my uh, my flowers to uh, Jamal Murray a little bit because he he's been underrated for a long time, in my opinion. He he's a guy that can get his own shot. He can create for his teammates. He can finish at the rim, score from the mid range, score from three point, catch and shoot off the dribble. You know, whatever you need offensively, he's going to give it to you. And I think he's been underrated because he's not a guy that in the regular season has averaged like 25 points per game. He's been like a 20-point-per-game guy. And uh, I think that that makes him a little underrated because we've seen in these playoffs and even past playoffs where he's stepped his game up to be a 25- to 30-point-per-game score uh, multiple times. So I think he's he's one of the better offensive players in the league, and I think he's going to get that respect now that he's proved it on the biggest stage and now has the ring to his name. I mean, it's like... Bro was crying at the end. <laughs> yeah, Jamal. Cause I mean, Because he knew what he was going to get when he went back home. God damn, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> bro. Congratulations to <laughs> Jamal Murray and Jokic. You know, the Joker... <laughs> The Joker is probably, honestly, I'm going to say a hot take right now. Best center of all time. Best center of all time? Well, you're forgetting, 20, yeah. you're forgetting oh, 2018, 2019, Nick Center, Ennis Cantor, you fucking idiot. God. Oh, what a simple Yeah, you're what right. A <laughs> no, I mean, you talk about Jamal Murray crying. I think the yeah. funniest part of this, maybe the most... Memorable part of this entire series is the fact that uh, Nikola Jokic simply doesn't give a fuck that he won anything because like yeah. they, they win. They, no, he didn't give a fuck about the the parade. The buzzer sounds. The confetti's coming down. They have uh, his interview on the on. He's just won the championship like five seconds ago. He's like, yeah, no, uh, we did a great job. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And now we now we go home. Now we go home. I go home. Uh, we go home. Job's over. We go home. No, the the funniest part. The funniest part is he's talking at the at the like press conference after the game, and he's like, 
well, doesn't everybody like hate their job? And it's like, dude, you don't have like a normal no, bro, he nine treats to five it, job. He treats bro. it like a nine to five job. He's like, okay, now we did the job. We finished it. We go home. I go play with the horses. Uh, it, it, it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And you had Jamal Murray. He's like breaking down, like the kind of normal. I saw somebody um, do a side by side of Kevin Garnett doing the anything is possible thing, and then Jokic just being like, "Yeah, no, it was a good run. We had a lot of we had a lot of fun." Yes. Home. It's like, it's like, like what? It's like two different. He's like the best guy to win. He's the best guy to win a champion. He's the best guy to win a championship because he just he doesn't really give a fuck, and it's hilarious. You saw he had no idea what to do with the champagne bottle in the locker room. He's like, what? He like, what? Looked, he looks oh, so yeah, awkward yeah. in those videos. He just did not belong. Yeah. He lives a completely different life than all the other players. You can tell. You're like, and I, I was talking about this. I was talking about this before the before the show. Like, he he like genuinely seems like he doesn't really care about this kind of stuff. Like, he, he plays basketball; it's his job. I'm not saying he doesn't love the game. He obviously does to get the level you're at, and he he obviously works hard to get as skilled as he is. But like a guy like Jimmy Butler, who who fakes not caring when he so clearly does, and it, it's so cringe. And what what like what I was been seeing on Twitter is like uh, the the video circling that Jimmy's not going to go to the Hall of Fame if he makes the Hall of Fame. It's like, dude, who who are you fooling, bro? You ain't fooling nobody. You care. You do care. He he tries to push the like I'm a team guy so hard. It's just no one's buying it. The, there's not nothing worse than the fake. Um, I don't care about anything, guy. Where it's just like. You know, oh, I don't care if I go to the Hall of Fame. I don't care if I win an MVP. I don't care about my uh, Eastern Conference MVP trophy. I I gave it to my dad. Like I don't give a fuck about it. It's it's like you're we're not we're not idiots. You're not pulling a you know a fucking curtain over our heads and hiding anything, Jimmy. Okay, you're you're not some fucking like selfless you know nonchalant dude. All right, it's just it's it's you you make yourself look like a douche. I'm gonna be honest. And I don't think it's getting talked about enough how subpar he was in this series. I'll be honest. Like he was, he didn't show up. Yeah. He didn't show up. And I, and like Cole, yeah. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to, I don't want to get into the Tatum stuff, the Tatum stuff again, but like, obviously you're a Tatum hater, but like, where's the hate for J- Where's the Jimmy Butler hate? Cause he didn't no. show up in this series. This was a series. If he won this series, he could cement himself. Like now this run is cool, but it doesn't mean anything. Cause it didn't do anything. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't mean anything. He beat the number one seed. He beat the number two seed. He beat the, like, it doesn't, who cares? Nobody cares. Cause it, it, he, he got, they went out with a whimper. They weren't even like really ever in this series. And they won that game two. It was like, okay, now we maybe got a series if they can win one in Miami, right? Have a two, two going back to Denver. And they didn't, he didn't show up. He averaged 17 points a game. He always hits a couple threes down the stretch to be like, oh, this guy's still playing. I guess he's still on the court. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't really make an impact. He didn't make an impact in this series at all. I just think it's I think it's become clear that I think Jimmy can be a number one on a championship team, but I think they desperately need a guy that can just is a consistent shot creator and can get his own bucket. And they don't like honestly, if they had Jamal Murray, like he he'd be like the perfect guy. For for the for the Heat, like no one's gonna accuse Jamal Murray of being better than Jimmy Butler, but 
if you like if you need a bucket at will like that's the guy you're gonna go to and then jimmy's gonna be the guy i don't the i i, you know I, I kind of di- and uh but i, I just think they need a guy i they disagree another that score. i don't think I don't think he could be the number one option in terms of ball handling. I think his best position ever was on the Sixers team with Embiid and Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. That team was his, the best position Jimmy could be in because they had a closer. He's a closer. No doubt when it comes down to it, you're the guy, he's the guy you want taking your last shot if, you're on, if he's on your team, right? He's got that kind of instinct. He's got that kind of like, hey, give me the fucking ball. I'm going to make this shot. But like he just – he can't – he can't lead a team offensively. You you see it. He has no he has no creativity. And there's no fluid. The, the offense was completely ass when they weren't shooting fifty percent, which they don't do. Which was I, I was so surprised, and so many people were surprised that the Heat went this far because they didn't score any points during the regular season. They were they didn't score anything. They were a good shooting team, but Jimmy Butler and that offense they couldn't score. They were like the worst fucking scoring team in the league. And so then all of a sudden they shooting like like. They're shooting the lights out of the building. They're shooting like Reggie Miller. Every player is shooting like Max Strauss is shooting like Ray Allen. And it's, it's insane. And then they get to the finals. They face a a complete team, a well-coached team. And they just, they're, they don't even belong in the same court. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do think that the, the I, I do like this Miami Heat team. I think they're a good team. But I do think like people, including myself, overrated the run a little bit and i'm this this is gonna uh, you guys might not want to hear this but like round one Giannis was hurt clearly did middleton even play like middleton just didn't show up uh round two let's be honest the knicks aren't that good uh the third round the celtics basically gave them the series (laughs) the celtics Celtics across the board underperformed that's the only reason they won the series that really it really is and then it took some it took luck because let's be honest if Tatum doesn't get hurt in game 7 the Celtics might win that series the fact that they let that series get to 7 is already uh unacceptable and then they were they were ne- they were they won game 2 but they were never really in this series um, <laughs> i kind of like how i kind of like how every team that he went through he like gave an excuse for like the players and then he went to the Knicks he's like yeah, the Knicks suck. Anyways, the Knicks, the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you, a lot of people picked the Heat over the Knicks. A lot of people did. Well, like, I, no I one was bottom, picking the I think Heat over line, the Bucks. Almost, almost no I mean, bottom line, I think the, the Knicks are a better team when everyone's playing up to their potential. I think they're better. They proved that during the regular season. They've been proving that for a couple. I think they're a better team than the Heat. I'm going to be honest, especially this year. And I think the Heat, the Heat. Hold on. Are, are you are are you talking? Hold on. Are you talking about because with the Heat with Tyler Hero, I disagree. The Heat without Tyler Hero, then okay, maybe. Uh, but I, 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 I that series, that's that series. I think w- with if if Julius played any a smidgen of what the player he actually is in the regular season of like what we see you know, day in and day out basis. If RJ was as cons- you know, RJ kind of sucks, but if Mitchell was. You know, as consistent as he was in the regular season, we should beat that team. I think we were a better team. Brunson was the only one who fucking showed up. So, okay, you can accept the loss. The Celtics, they should have lost that series. The Celtics blew it. Not that this, I don't think the Celtics would have beat this team anyway, but still. I mean, I don't think they beat the Nuggets anyway, but. No, I don't. I think the Nuggets, I, I think honestly, this was we all uh, this kind of. This was just the Nuggets, the Nuggets years, maybe. plain and simple. This was their time. They've been good for a while. This was their time to finally, you know, Jokic is in his prime. 
Murray came back from that injury. Uh, this was their time to, to finally win a championship. And who knows? I mean, they're not an old team, per se. So, I mean, I know LT was saying they're, they could be the next yeah. dynasty. I don't be. know. That's you can what, I don't, that. That's what I was about to ask. You can I just, I, what I was about to ask is... <laughs> was that, what I was about to ask was some outlandish-ass question. I was going to ask, is this the best NBA team since the KD Warriors? Mm. I would say no. Since the KD Warriors, meaning the Warriors were better? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. that was that was a. I think that's team. yeah. I think I agree with that. I don't. I don't agree. I think the, the <laughs> 2020 Lakers are quite easy. I'm not even, no, I'm not even just saying that. Like you guys can stop no, right now. 27 year old Anthony on. Davis who was averaging like. Dude, right. No, no, stop. No, actually, I see you thinking, Pat. I see you thinking. Who was on that team? Who was on that team? Aside from like LeBron AD, that isn't on the team now. No one, no one's on that team still. Except no one on the Lakers no, is on that team. Except in 2020 that make them even any different than the past few years of Lakers teams. Because they were, it was completely different team. It was Rondo. It was Dwight that, Howard. That was, was a. Gr- it was uh, a KCP. I'm not. It was Alex Caruso. It was Kyle Kuzma. That was a. I think. Uh, they're they're not spanking the numbers. I don't think so, so at all. Wait, so that was a great team. I'm not discrediting their championship. Many other idiots online, but not, I think this Nuggets team is better than that team. Yeah, you really yeah, think? think you, you, play you, cold? Do you watch them play? play? You guys, like, <laughs> but, yes, I do. But do, but do you remember? But do you remember the level that LeBron yeah. and AD were both playing at at that time? Like that's when that's when AD was last. Like a you can't question him being a superstar at that point. He was averaging like 30 and 12 with three blocks in those playoffs. And LeBron was averaging a 30-point triple-double playing point guard. Like, and, they, like, and they let basically the same team ridiculous. take into six games. So I don't I don't think – I mean – I don't know. I don't know. So you're saying – so are you saying yes to that, Pat? They are the best team since the KD Um, I honestly think that Bucks team would actually be the closest to them. I think the the best you think, you think oh, that Bucks team is being the Lakers team, LT. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. LT. Oh, you guys, I, don't LT, do you think I don't know about that one. Oh, you guys got to stop. Uh, I didn't say they're better than the Lakers team. I just... <laughs> if Kevin Durant, if KD was one shoe size smaller, the Nets win the championship that year. I don't want to okay. hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys forgot how good that Lakers team was. Yeah. That Lakers team was legit. Bro. I'm, not, I'm not forgetting. All right, and they beat the Nuggets in like five. I wasn't a full. I wasn't a fully realized Jokic though. I wasn't a fully realized Jokic. That's pretty much it for no, the pre MVP Joker. Is there anything that won the MVP? Exactly, pre MVP. Is there anything that we're expect any huge changes we're expecting coming into the next NBA season? Uh, uh, we well, gonna... I think Ja Morant is going to get his fucking <laughs> yeah, a thirty years suspension. He's going to get executed. Here's my, at thing. Here's my thing with this. This is this was so big. This whatever they found in their investigation, right? Which is what they just did about Ja, which is something that they didn't have before. Is 
something so big that they waited. They wanted to wait till after the NBA Finals to say it because it would completely take over the news cycle and distract from the NBA Finals. So I think that's either going to be a full season suspension, or I don't. I, I think it's going to be like one of the biggest things suspensions we've ever seen in the NBA because there's for me that's a telltale sign that this is that. Adam Silver is going to make an example out of John Morant. He's going to be like, "Hey, this is not going to happen in my league." Whatever he, whatever he did, I have no idea what the what the thing is. I'm being honest, though. I think he's Adam Silver. Adam Adam Silver's trading Jaw to the the FIBA three on three league for Jimmer Fredette. That's the announcement. That's the announcement. <laughs> They're sending Jaw to the Shadow Realm, bro. He's going to China. They're sending him to the Shanghai Stars. He's playing with Dwight. They're, with Dwight. they're taking. They're taking Twitter's suggestion. They're actually going to send him to the to China now. He's going to be balling uh, with Dwight. Time to learn bro. Chinese, buddy. No, but like I don't know. Uh, th- how bad could it be, dude? I mean, if it, did you like, say that? But when they just really have be? when they have just announced it in the NBA Finals, they already found it. They already found what the problem was. <laughs> But I think I think maybe they thought the finals was so bo- like I swear to God I saw ESPN and, and Fox Sports talking more about. Well, the this, was the viewed, this was the most viewed. This was the most viewed NBA time. finals in the last five years. A concurrent five yeah, million I'm sure viewers, it was, but a game. Uh, but like, like I, they, I, I agree that this finals wasn't sexy in any way. So they didn't want to distract. This this is I think this is going to be a big story that people are going to talk about. Like first takes going to be debating some racial issues now for the next three months because that's what we need on on my sports show, right? Uh, they they they're going to do that for the next three months, being like, oh, is this a problem in the black community? Oh, there's a problem in the black community. I mean, so I mean that's what they didn't want in the during the NBA finals. <laughs> so like, I I don't know if if I don't know. I think it's going to be a big. I think at least half a season, forty-one games I'll just, minimum. I'll say if it's anything more than thirty, I'd probably be upset. Honestly, anything more than thirty games. I think. I think it's honestly. I think it's going to be a whole I think year. It's depending I think on what they find, year. I think it's it's possible. He had exactly. something else, bro. They found something. It's it's not the fact that he had guns in possession. They found something else within the during their investigation. Are they going to say wait until after the NBA Finals to announce it? Are they going to say what they found? You think, or are they just going to keep? Yeah. <laughs> what did yeah. they find? Maybe, maybe, maybe he had a gun. And, maybe he had a gun that was used in a crime or something. Or I don't know, something like that. Yeah, but you know, something that's maybe criminal. Something that's criminal. Yeah. Or maybe he's selling meth, dude. He's the next Heisenberg. Yeah, maybe bro. he's who knows on the. Okay. Maybe he's selling Jack on the street. You know, slinging the Jack. <laughs> Speaking of outlandish shit. Zion Williamson has so many <laughs> oh, baby <geez>. mamas, bro. <laughs> Dude, don't, everyone, everyone, right now, stop what you're doing and go to Mariah Mills' Twitter feed. It's the funniest <laughs> thing you'll see ever. It is so. I was, bro. I scrolled through that for like thirty minutes. And it made my day. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then I saw Zion tweet at her. <laughs> lose my number, ho, and I started losing it. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but apparently, uh, apparently Zion is a, a sex addict and he can't stop flying girls out to New Orleans and getting them pregnant. <laughs> I guess that's a, his thing. Jaws' Josh, thing is guns. Uh, Zion's thing is getting girls pregnant, and RJ Barrett's thing is bringing wildfires from Canada and ruining New York. 
That's that's the story of the draft. What is that? Twenty nineteen draft? draft. Yep. Twenty nineteen draft. They all got something. First I saw TikTok. It was I saw TikTok like Zion Williamson got every girl in New Orleans pregnant. Job job beats up little kids and then flashes guns at them. And RJ got arrested for being a terrorist and and, and sending the wildfires from Canada off in New York. And then the next one was like Darius Garland has to play in Cleveland. Yeah, like, like Jordan Poole's a fraud or something or like that, where he's like, he can't play anymore. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, what else is there to do? Uh, I mean, he doesn't play, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I want to talk. He's got that unspoken ribs. He's got that about, NBA. Can we shut the fuck up, Drake? I'm trying to talk. I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to move off of the NBA okay. and talk about LT's Mets because this is getting concerning now. Oh. They are now yeah. in fourth place, sitting at 31 and 36 behind the Phillies and the Marlins. Okay, who who the Phillies suck? First of all, they're bad. Are awesome. you're, if you're if you're behind the Phillies, you're in trouble. But the fact that this team has a three hundred and sixty something million dollar payroll, the highest payroll of any team in any sport in sports history, the highest of any team in any sport, and they fucking suck. They fucking yeah. suck. They can't hit. They can't pitch. They can't do anything. LT, what the hell's going on in Queens? It's been going on since 1986. I think it's similar to uh, Joe Namath, or yeah, Joe Namath selling his soul to the devil to win Super Bowl three. I believe that Keith Hernandez, Daryl Strawberry, all them boys, they did some shady stuff with the wrong person in 1986, and we're feeling the aftermath of it. And I really think that's what's going on because there's nothing else that can explain what's been happening in these past 30 plus years of like Mets. Just Mets baseball in general. Um, 2015, I guess, was the only good year. But even that, it ended in the most Mets fashion. Even last season, they had 101 wins. Everybody was so excited for the postseason. And then they the most Mets thing, they lose. <laughs> they get dominated by the Padres. Uh, Jacob deGrom gets absolutely lit up. And that would end up being his last game with the Mets. And that's all I remember about him, really. I mean... It was even when he was winning Cy Youngs, the Mets had seventy wins. So in the in reality, who cared? Nobody cared, not me at least. But I I have nothing else to say. I feel like a broken record because they just they find an ineptability to not hit when they need to hit in like late innings. They Great word. when they need a good bullpen pitcher, I feel like they just pull out some random triple A guy. They've never had an established bullpen pitcher. Maybe a closer in Edwin Diaz, but right now they have nobody. David or Robertson is not good enough to be even – he can't even fill the shoes of Edwin Diaz. He can't even hold his shoes. But I I don't know. Their offense just never shows up, and their pitching is god-awful, aside from when you see a rare good pitching occasion for Max Scherzer or Verlander, yet both of them are 40 years old, and we have no farming system. So – how does it end? I really don't know. I guess everybody retires, and then we throw four hundred million more dollars at the next people. But I think I think one of the funniest Mets stats this season is that they're bottom five in bullpen ERA right now. But for the first month and a half, they were number two. That's how bad they've been the, recently in, all, yeah. in the bullpen. <laughs> they they went from number two to, to like 
they're what like i think they're like 24th yeah. right now or 26th right now and it's only been like a month since they were i mean he's like, <laughs> I, I, one more, just one more thing yeah go ahead they, yeah. they spend all of their money on bats so they i feel like they just completely forgot that bullpen even existed especially this season compared to the last few every single pitcher on that Mets bullpen is their triple a people like they don't even they have brooks Raley, who's good but other than him, I guess Robertson, and uh, oh, I guess Adovino too. But other than that, all these people are just random young kids coming from their farm system, and they just expect it to work, and it's never going to work. They got more money tied up in Verlander yeah. and Scherzer. Than, I, I was about to say, LT, they don't just the spend team. it. They don't just spend <laughs> it on bats. They spend it on fifty-year-old pitchers who are now coming out well, of their primes. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different because they're not signing them the ten-year lucrative deals like Lindor that is, that's or true. like how they signed Brandon Nimmo. Where the hell's Lindor? Where the hell's Lindor? What's Lindor oh. doing? I don't I mean, like I said. They just they have the ineptability to not hit when they need to hit, and I think that most importantly comes out when it comes to Francisco Lindor. He's batting like two fifteen. I believe he's leading the team in RBIs, but I mean, who really cares? They have their fourth in the NL East, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, I mean, the whole trade in general, it's, it's not really looking good for the Mets. They did give up uh, Ahmed Rosario, so it's not like a huge loss. He's not doing great in Cleveland. So he did win the trade, but it's definitely not paying out how the front office expected it to. I I mean... I don't. I question. I also. I. I've been watching a lot of Mets games. I'm be honest. Like they're on all. I work the place I work. They're on all the time. Uh, I have YouTube TV, and I can't. I watch the Red Sox on my phone, and I'll watch the Reds. I'll watch the. They don't have the Red Sox for some fucking reason. So I'll. I'll watch the. So I'll I'll watch the Mets. Hey, I'm kind of. I'm. I'm like a Mets fan of Jace. Like I'll. I'll go to Mets games. I root for the Mets if the Red Sox are out of it. Um, why the fuck is is Daniel Vogelbach always in the lineup? This guy is a fucking disgrace. Yeah. He hits, he hits, he hits, he hits below two hundred. He's fat as fuck. So anytime he gets on, oh, I, people say he gets on base. He gets on base. What does he do on base? He's fucking four hundred pounds and he can't run. He clogs the bases. He he doesn't have he doesn't have a position. He's a DH. He can't play anywhere besides first base, which Pete plays anyway when he's not injured. Why, why the fuck is he still always in the lineup? He's a, I don't get it. He's a DH. He's a DH that can't I, hit. Why is I he even in the base? I don't understand like, it. <laughs> you guys I, are I, could the, I could say the only two players that have been good, the only two players that have been consistently like decent all right for this team is Brandon Nimmo and, and Pete Alonso. That's it. They yeah. have been they have been good. They have been the, yeah. like the only team the only thing that's keeping this team afloat. Because my God, Adam Ottavino, former Red Sox, fucking sucks. Robertson's not a closer. I think Edwin Diaz, it's, it's a little understated how big that loss was because now you push Robertson into the ninth, Ottavino as a setup guy, which he's not really meant supposed to do. He's supposed to be like a middle inning guy, gets the gets the fifth, sixth, or seventh. Then you have Brooks Raley. Well, who the fuck is that? No one cares. Exactly. That's I, our, so it's that's like the worst part. That's the worst part because that's our best guy right now, and he's just a <laughs> guy. I, I, Brooks Raley Brooks is – He's supposed to be a back end of the bullpen, like good, solid reliever. Exactly. He's not That's supposed to be your best reliever. Cody Senga, Cody Senga is has he cannot pitch. He he cannot pitch at home. He fucking sucks at City Field. He's good on the road, but he sucks at City Field. Anytime I watch, I mean, what is 
Which is crazy. Which is crazy because City City exactly. And then spark. what is Scherzer and Verlander? What are they? Are they good anymore? Are they now the age extremely, is starting to show? Extremely. Like, I don't. I think it's scary that you spent this much fucking money on what Verlander has a two year deal. But is Scherzer yeah, have a two year deal? I'm a. It's uh. This is his last year, I believe, and he'll probably retire after this year. I believe he's forty. But, but um, team, bro, this is a win now team. This is a win. Is. You won 101 games. You, know you won 101 games last year. You know how many times I've heard that this is a win now team, and then they go out and win 70 games. I'm so used to it. So obviously, <laughs> but, they dude, but, dude, but dude, but dude, but dude, they won 100 games last year. They won 100 games last year. 101 games, and they have a fucking a billion dollar payroll this is exactly. this is the definition of a win you have to win something now you have to at least go to the, at least make the playoffs i, I agree I mean, fucking, there's like six, half the fucking league makes the playoffs if they can't make the playoffs with it with a 360 million dollar payroll this is one of the biggest failures in sports history but the mets already are one of the biggest failures that's what i'm trying to say here i just i can't even be angry anymore just at being a mets fan it called Bobby Bonilla, even back in the late 90s, early 2000s. There's always a legendary mistake that happens to the Mets, at least every decade. Uh, one extremely huge mistake. And this is just another one on the long list. I mean, I really don't know when we'll win another World Series at this point. I think, I think the sign of a, of a pathetic franchise is when they immortalize something that came in a loss. Like the, the catch, the, um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Chavez? Any Chavez catch against the, the yes. Cardinals? Mm-hmm. That's like they hit. They had bobbleheads. Bob bobbleheads last week for the Andy Chavez catch. They exactly. lost the game. They lost that game. They lost the series. That's Nothing how happened. It, it didn't mean anything. That's how awful it is. <laughs> and that's why I mean they they should get. I don't understand why the Mets aren't in more conversations with the Jets and the Knicks as the most pathetic <laughs> franchises in, in in like the tri-state area because. The Jets, they have done literally fucking nothing for the last, you know, half a decade besides go to two chip championship games with Mark Sanchez. And, and, and fucking, and the Knicks don't do anything ever besides now they're going to. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I it's think not, that's stretching it a not, little bit. It's the not. Mets, the Mets at it's least, the, I think it is because when have you, when have you seriously thought in the last 15 years, about the Knicks or the Jets, they could when really did, win the championship. When did championship that happen with the Mets in 2015? 2015 was a surprise year, run, 2015. and they got embarrassed in the World Series by a team they should have beaten. They, they, they were better than the Royals when they were in that. But you can't even say the Knicks ever got to get embarrassed, or they had a fluke run. They never even did that. Like I that, know. I think it's stretching it a little bit. Just I, like I think the lows of the Mets. The, Mets the lowest in position of the to Mets win. is like the lowest just, in any sporting like franchise's history. I really think it just gets so rock bottom that you maybe. don't even know. You think it's rock bottom, and then another week passes, and you're like, "Oh wait, no, that was actually good compared to the, the like, week that." We I, I think I think why I draw the comparison is the Jets won a championship a million years ago. The Knicks won two championships a million years ago, and the Mets won their first championship in in '69. Uh, which is yeah. a million years ago, eighty six, which now is approaching 40, 40 years or whatever. Fucking, I think it's forty years or something. Yeah. That's basically a million years ago for anybody alive now watching them. I mean, somebody who yeah. watched the eighty six Mets has lived forty fucking years of their life. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's that's like eons ago. So in my, in my I just don't understand how. I mean, 
You're gonna, you're gonna make my parents I mean, feel old, LT, bro. bro. That Brave series, I watched those games. It's unbelievable how they can blow every single game. They were up ten to six in the third game and they lost. It's funny. They were four to one. They were four to one. Alonso's in the dugout. Yo, throw it again. Throw it again. They lose the game. It's so embarrassing. They're such a joke. All you can do, all you can do is laugh at that. I mean, like, I can't even rage anymore. That's why I have so much props for Frank the Tank on with Barstool. He's feels he can still get so angry at this team. But now when I'm on when I'm watching TV, I'm going to the Yankees game, the Mets Yanks game tonight, actually. Um, if I see a blowout, what do you, what else are you gonna do? All you can do is laugh because it's been happening for the past forty years. And what are you gonna do? So that's basically where I am as a Mets fan. Just accept them being completely awful. And if they're good, maybe I'll cheer for them. But even then, I can't even cheer fully because I know deep down in my heart that they won't win and that they'll find some miraculous way to blow it every single time. Well said. I got to stop getting fooled. I got to stop getting fooled by these teams, bro. It's been happening too much. I've been taking way too many L's recently. I don't know what it is. Um, I I gotta I gotta step up my game. I was fooled by the Mets. I was fooled <laughs> by the Sixers. Hey, maybe uh, it's not too late for the Mets. Stop. Who knows? L- LT, is there I like is not. there a chance? Do you think they could turn this around and make the playoffs? Oh, like, sure. what do you think that what do you think the ceiling is for this team as a, as a fan? I mean, I'm, on paper, I guess they could still really win a World Series if they really like if they really come in together and win. Do I think it's gonna happen? God no. Do I think they can squeeze into a wild card spot? Maybe. I feel like it'd be the same situation as last year when it comes to them just getting embarrassed in the first round, probably. But I feel like they could find some odd way to squeeze in. But that's the ceiling. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. It, I also don't think it's talked about enough how much the fucking. I don't know if there's another team besides maybe the Patriots and the Jets the last twenty years where a team has just owned another team. The Braves fucking. Own the Mets yeah, own in any in every aspect of 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 competitive, yeah. like and it's it's further back than the Patriots and the Jets. It's like forty years. So yeah. I mean, they they beat you guys, then they beat you guys in '88 or whatever that you lost the Dodgers or you beat the Dodgers, and then you lost to the yeah. the Braves or something. Like if it was '88, but we did lose to the Braves. It goes back so long. They just yeah. own you. I mean, you blew the division to them last year. It's unbelievable. That's that's the one thing that actually still gets me a little mad when I watch. Like, if I'm watching and I see the Braves just dominate us like usual, I'll get a little pissed off at that. Like, everything else, though, man, you just got to learn to smile. You know, that's that's all being a Mets fan has taught me. Just smile through the pain. <laughs> God, bro, I feel bad for you, man. Goddamn Giants. Yeah, you know what's bad when Mets. the Giants have the most promise out of all the teams. Yeah, honestly. Man. Speaking of the Giants, though. Speaking true. of the Giants, though. Um, New York Saquon Subliners. Barkley. <laughs> Saquon yeah, Barkley. Saquon. <laughs> Subliners. Uh, Saquon. What are your thoughts, LT, on him potentially holding out? I think. I think. Uh, okay. Well, let's get well, your thoughts. Let's get your thoughts. I would. I would absolutely hate him if he set out. But that's me. I do see the business side of it, obviously. I see why he would do it, especially when you see Dalvin Cook just get released out of his contract. I'm assuming he was asking for a lot of money from Minnesota. That's probably why they did it. He wasn't happy with the amount they gave him. Um, Probably going to give Saquon some thoughts 
about what he's going to do in his future with the Giants. But um, I would be absolutely furious if he didn't play this year. Um, if he wants to leave next season, go to a different team, sure, whatever. I won't be upset at that. But if he doesn't play this year, I just feel like it's a selfish move. You don't see that ever happening in football, really. Even like Von Miller, I recall, like in 2016, he was threatening to sit out his uh, the year after they won the Super Bowl, but he ended up playing. They always end up playing. You can't sit out and not play for your team over some money, especially when you're worth millions of dollars already. I just find it to be extremely selfish. But um, like I said, though, at the end of the day, if he wants to leave next season, be my guest. I think my only concern is that the guys that have actually sat out are almost exclusively running backs. And does it work? Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. He's, he's, I think, I think these, I think these running backs need to understand that this is, this is the market. Teams aren't going to give you what you think you're worth. And what you think you're worth might not actually be what you're worth anymore. And if Saquon, listen, I, from what I understand, the Giants offered Saquon up to $14 million a year. Saquon was the number two pick in the draft. Saquon right now, among active running backs, is third in career earnings. And he hasn't even hit his second contract yet. So, as much as I like Saquon, and I'm all for players trying to get all the money they want, I, I'm never going to... I shouldn't say never, but it's it does get annoying when a guy who got offered 14 million a year who's third in career earnings among running backs in the NFL before he hit a second contract is complaining about money when they they offered you a good deal which is honestly more than more than you probably should be getting the, the teams don't really want to be spending 14 million on running backs anyway and they, they offered you that and you're going to turn it down and say it's about respect I mean, come on! I, I'm come I'm on, so fucking sick of this, and it happens every year where a star player skips minicamp or whatever, and they're like venting to the to the media and the public how frustrated they are about getting disrespected by the franchise. He's gonna play. This guy's not throwing away uh, a prime year of his career to to sit to, to just not do anything. I mean, uh, what's the tag? Ten million dollars or whatever. Ten million. Okay, he's not throwing away yeah. ten million dollars. He's not an idiot. <laughs> He's he's what he's going into his he's going to be twenty six, or he's he's twenty six right now, right? I, I think so. so I mean, how long I how that, long yeah. is a running back's prime in the end? It's not that fucking long. So he he's he, he's gonna play. I don't think there's any doubt that he's gonna play. You've seen it, like you guys mentioned before, Le'Veon Bell. You've seen it happen. It doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work. It's not a viable option to be getting yeah. more money or to be getting what you think you're worth. He's gonna play, and I think. Yeah, he's going to play. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, yeah, so now I want to talk about... La last. This is the last thing I'm going to play today. I I've, had this, I've had this take for a while, and I've been thinking it over, thinking if I want to... If I really believe it, and I really think it's going to happen, and I do at this point. And the report that Stefan Diggs did not come to the mandatory camp for the Bills kind of confirmed it to me. I don't think the Bills are making mm. the playoffs this year. I think, on paper, clearly the third best team mm. in that division. 
I think the the AFC is loaded. The AFC is loaded, right? I mean, honestly, all four teams in the in the uh, in the North have a shot to make the playoffs. In in the South, the Titans, I think, are a little bit underrated. I think the Jags are going to be a really good team. I think the Colts could be a really good team. You never know how the how Houston will be. I don't expect them to be great, but they could be a lot better, right? And then Miami and the Jets, I think, are clearly much better than the Bills right now, at least on paper. Uh, the Bills, to me, look like that team that is in the playoffs, that contends a lot, that falls out, like the Rams last year, uh, or like the Bucks and the Rams last year. Um, how they how they kind of took that drop off and, and, and fell out of the playoffs. I think the Bills are going to be that team this year. I think their team is weak. Uh, their defense is falling apart. Va- uh, who knows if Von Miller will even be back halfway through the season? He had the Achilles tear, and even if he's back, will he be the same player? You know, a thirty-three-year-old guy off an Achilles tear. At an athletic position, tough to say. So that's that's my take. I think the Bills are not going to make the playoffs this year. What do you guys think? I agree with everything you said except for the uh, the Jets. I don't think the Jets are more talented than the Bills. But, I mean, I could definitely see them missing the playoffs. Are you saying if Stephon Diggs doesn't play or regardless? Even if he does play. Even if he does play. It seems to me like there's a disconnect between him oh, and the organization. Sure. Yeah, and that never goes well. I agree with that. That never goes well. And here, here's the thing about the Jets. And if, we, and if we really run it through the position groups, right? They both have weak O-lines. The Bills, I mean, the, the Jets running backs are better. The Jets receiving core as a Man, whole is better. I think so. Uh, their, their, their defensive line is better. Uh, their linebackers right now, now that the Bills lost Tremaine Edmonds, are better. Their secondary is definitely better. Uh, I, I don't know. That's just how I, I think overall as a team, they are they are they are better. Other than everyone's know, giving the Jets too much, much props, but I can definitely see the Bills not making the playoffs. But like I said, I agree with that. It's just the Jets thing. I feel like people are giving I, way too much love to the Jets. Yeah, I I agree um, that the Jets are getting a little. A little too much on paper credit, I think. I want to see it in action first. It's gonna um, be like I, the Mets. I, mean, I think I think the Jets are going to be much improved. Um, because last year really all they were missing was a competent quarterback. And they had they, let's just say they did not have one. Um I but I, I agree with this the whole the whole Bills thing was like people picking them to go to the Super Bowl in in like years past. I'm like, oh they're the Bills are the Bills. I'm like, what does that fucking mean? What what have the Bills ever done? What have they done to have this kind of gravitas of, oh, this unstoppable force of a team besides go toe to toe with the Chiefs? Like, I don't I don't think <laughs> they I mean, they got, that was it was their year to win, too. Like, that was their year to win. And they didn't. The, I think that and last year they had the potential to win before everything kind of went sideways. And, um, you know, they had they dealt with injuries and their O-line massively underperformed. but. uh because if you remember, like the first, the first five weeks last year, they looked like the best team in the league by a mile. Like they they came in opening week against the Rams, who were the defending champions, and made easy work of them. And I bought into them, and then all of a sudden they started massively underperforming. But I think 
I think their their year to win was the year they went toe to toe with the Chiefs and ended up ended up coming short. And now they're gonna have but, to rebuild. Yeah, I mean, AFC is stacked. There are a lot of good teams, and yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even in their division, I don't think the Patriots are anything to worry about. I think it's three horse race with the Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins improved, I think, defensively. What do, what are we getting from Tua? I mean, is he you know completely you know? God forbid he gets another concussion. I mean. <laughs> like, that could be his fucking career, but I mean, we'll see, yeah. have to see about that. I think I, I, I but yeah, the, the thing that's, the, the thing that's risky about this take for me is that if Tua misses time, what do the dolphins look like? And, or excuse me, what does, what does the dolphins offense look like if they, if Tua misses time and is their defense going to be good enough to make up for that? And then my second concern is, Actually, I really have three. My second concern is, are the Jets going to jet and just be mediocre? And then my third concern is that you never really know with the Patriots. You you really don't. Like, as much as I say the Patriots should fire Bill, Bill could turn that defense. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that defense ends up to, being the number one defense in the league, if Bill just manages to do that. And there's some, to and be, they're like to be clear, I don't think the Patriots are going to be pushovers. I don't think they're going to go, you know, three and fourteen or anything. I think they'll win games. I think they'll. I mean, last year we were we were games away from we were a Raiders game away from being fucking um, nine and eight or whatever. I, so I don't. I. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. It's not a bad team. You got. I don't think they're on the echelon of the Bills and the and the Dolphins and the, and the Jets. I mean, again, the Jets, we got to see what happened. I mean, Rodgers had a down year last year, but he had a broken hand. So, I mean, it's, you know, I want to see what he does with the with Garrett Wilson. Uh, you got uh, Lizard, Alan Lizard. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I want to see what's, what's happened with that. I, I mean, you have you have Herbert, you have uh, Mahomes, you have Burrow, Lamar. It's going to be, it's a good, it's a stacked conference. It's a, Dude, like it's a stacked conference. Listen. There are three teams in every division that can legitimately make the playoffs in the AFC. Like, the, it's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. And honestly, I think the entire AFC East, did I say NFC? I meant the AFC. There are four, there are like three teams in every division in the AFC that can make the playoffs. And the, I honestly think the whole AFC East has potential to make the playoffs and the whole AFC um, North with the, with the Ravens and Bengals and Steelers and Browns. They all have the potential to make the playoffs. So the, it is a loaded, loaded, loaded conference that anything can happen. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. I don't even have to say anything after that. Good. Good. Usually you're the one telling me my takes are ass. <laughs> I mean, other than that, is there anything else we got to talk about? Any other topics? I don't get what's so funny. I don't get what's so funny because I'm a serious guy. Because I'm a serious guy. Okay? I'm a serious guy. I'm the most serious guy you can ever Lucas come across. Lucas is the strong silent type. Okay? Lucas, Lucas is the strong silent type. Oh. And he's, he's, uh, he's like the reincarnation yeah. of Gary Cooper. Now that's amazing. Sopranos. Sopranos, baby. <laughs> now that's that's that's, that's a real man. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Gary Cooper? All right. Well, 
I've been waiting for him to end the episode. I have to do it myself. Like, you know what? I didn't want to do the outro because the last two times I fucked up, bro. So I didn't want to do it. Thursday, right. You know what I'm saying? But before <laughs> I do this episode, I do want to talk about how Call of Duty Champs is coming up this weekend in Vegas. Okay. And the subliners have a real big shot of winning it this year. And I Let's believe. Go, baby. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. What is this? What is this? Champs? Call of Duty Champions. It's, 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 uh, it's like the NBA Finals, but Call of Duty. It's this weekend. It's this weekend. It starts what tomorrow, time? What actually. Time? Let's go subliner. Oh, man. It's, it starts tomorrow. Uh, and the grand finals is on Sunday. It's only one game. Grand finals? Um, what is this horse racing? Starting tomorrow at three o'clock. So, New York starting at three o'clock. I'll be there. Let's go, subliners. We're going to Vegas, buddy. We're going to Vegas. I don't understand what's so funny about this, though. Oh, I just wanted to say, actually, now I uh, I'm basically towards the end of suits, right? <laughs> and I think you, I think you guys are wrong about where it starts to go downhill. I think. I think after, after Mike gets out of prison, is when it starts to be mediocre. Which is like season five. I'll like, be so honest. I don't think I've watched past season. Five, so I don't even yeah, remember why. I mean, when he goes to prison. I mean, yeah, obviously, because he's he's committing he's he's committing fraud every single time he takes a case because he's not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, he ends up going to prison. It makes sense. Well, you guys haven't even seen. Close that up. No, but have you guys seen? You guys haven't no, seen the whole show. I thought you seen like the whole season thing. Four. Oh, so well, then I'll tell you. It goes downhill <laughs> after like season six. Why do you look like you in the Matrix right now? Because I'm Neo, bitch. That's why. Oh. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, any shout outs before I end the episode? No, we'll no. Uh, yeah, no, I actually have one. Actually, I actually do have one. Natalie Portman slash Padme Amadala. Listen, I'm here for you, baby. All right, anyways, uh, thank you for listening to. <laughs> <laughs> just in case she's listening you never know yeah she's listening to this podcast right now she actually she's probably going to email us after this podcast saying that she wants to oh, be on the podcast yo, she just dm'd me bro she just dm'd me no i'm just kidding oh my god i want to be on your podcast anyways thank you for listening make sure, make sure you follow us on all our socials our twitters keeping it pc pod keeping it pc pod and listen to spotify and follow us on or subscribe to our youtube 